Hello, and welcome once again to my podcast known as Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, host of this weekly podcast, where we explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective so we can know how God wants us, his children, to respond. We read in Amos 3.7, quote, The Lord does nothing without first revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets, end quote. You know, there are many ways God speaks to us. He speaks through creation, through the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, often referred to as the still small voice. He speaks to us through situations and circumstances, dreams and visions, through words of knowledge, and through his prophets. The Apostle Paul also reveals in the New Testament that God speaks to us through what's referred to as the gift of tongues. This is a Holy Spirit-inspired language that we didn't study and we don't naturally understand. I know there's considerable debate outside the charismatic or Pentecostal circles about the gifts of the Spirit. Some believe they all died out with the last apostle who lived at the time of Jesus. Others believe only some of the gifts are available today. And others believe, as I do, that all the gifts of the Spirit are available today for any and all of God's children who desire to operate in them by way of being submitted to the Holy Spirit. As I've said before, Even my brothers and sisters in Christ who claim the supernatural gifts are not available today would not turn down a miraculous intervention from God in a particular area of need in their life or that of a loved one. So my prayer is that all of us who belong to God would ditch every potential arrogance and refrain from putting God in any kind of a box and simply watch and see what God does. Then, should anything extraordinary happen, let's do as the scriptures clearly teach and test the matter to see if it's divine or demonic. My guest again today is Pastor David Scarlett, and this is my last of a three-part interview with him. He and I both embrace the words from proven prophets in our efforts to discern the times. We believe because the enemy of God has so profusely advanced evil in every area of society, for all of us worldwide, God has been forewarning his people about his personal and powerful intervention, wanting us to know his plans and to take heart in his provisions and his care consistent with Amos 3.7. But before I move into my time with Pastor Dave, let me just share my studied position about spiritual gifts and God's established offices for the operations of the church, or better stated, Ecclesia. I believe scriptures teach operating in the gifts of the Spirit is available to everyone for our personal and private edification. Additionally, God appoints particular people to specified roles or offices in the church granting them certain spiritual gifts for the corporate church. Certainly, those who have been called by God to any one of the five offices of the Ecclesia listed in Ephesians 4.11 need to operate in respective spiritual gifts for the benefit of the corporate church. I believe scriptures teach there are five leadership roles, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And I know some people believe that there are only four positions because some Bibles show pastor slash teacher, making it appear like it's a single role with a dual purpose. I have studied the original language and use of grammar for Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11, and I see pastor and teacher as two distinct roles. Additionally, beyond how it was actually originally penned, I have seen many who are called pastors who are great teachers and horrible shepherds. They lack the ability to undergird the spiritual growth of those who they care for. Conversely, and this is interesting, I have not met anyone who are called teachers who are completely inept at communicating and providing instruction. Those serving in positions as teachers seem to do very well in their role. In the same way that pastor and teacher should be seen as separate 
Perhaps the same is true for teacher and preacher. And this reminds me of a Sunday school class setting where the leader enjoyed hearing from the class members, where there was always a bunch of bantering back and forth on the topic. It was really quite enjoyable. It always made for good, thought-provoking conversation. The leader was facilitating a conversation about women teaching and in what settings it would be appropriate for women to teach. So I listened and listened, knowing I would find the right time to chime in. I'm kind of prone to what I call humorous and intentionally well-placed zingers. So when they seemed to have settled on the conclusion that women should not be allowed to teach men, I spoke up, thanking them for the discourse, stating it really helped convince me that while women can't teach men, there seems to be nothing in scriptures that say men can't receive from women preaching. Well, at that, as you can imagine, all the men rolled their eyes while the women applauded. We can talk about the role of women in the church another time, but for today, I firmly believe pastors and teachers are two different roles. Pastors are shepherds who care for the spiritual growth of their flock, which includes helping people grow in their faith through life application. Teachers are those who provide instruction to impart intellectual growth, and I believe this premise is supported by John 4.24, where we are instructed to worship God in both spirit and truth. Pastors help people grow in wisdom. Teachers help people grow in knowledge. All that said, my guest, Pastor David Scarlett, is most definitely an excellent pastor. If you don't know about him, he's the founder of His Glory Network as God's worldwide ministry and Christian outreach, bringing the Word of God to the world. David came to the Word, namely Jesus Christ, after getting a taste of heaven and a vision of Jesus following a near-death experience. His Glory Ministry was formed to bring the word of His glory to the world. The primary mission of His Glory is to provide hope and bring our Savior's sheep into the fold. Pastor David uniquely has a corporate and military background, which God has used as David fulfills his calling as pastor. This interview was recorded a few weeks ago, which means a couple of points we discussed have already progressed. One is the deceptively titled Inflation Reduction Act, that was being considered at the time of recording the interview, but Biden has since signed that into law. That took place on August 16, 2022. This is a 755-page bill that allocates $740 billion to be invested in climate crisis action. It also promotes corporate tax reform and health care legislation and allocates $78 billion to the IRS. There is a lot of speculation and discussion about this new law, including the potential for hiring as many as 87,000 new IRS agents, and for some, if not all of them, to be approved for carrying firearms. Criticism from me includes the Biden administration's willingness to spend billions of dollars to further scrutinize tax-paying American citizens while remaining opposed to spending anything to limit the invasion of illegal aliens into our country. On August 18th, Epoch Times published an article titled, Data Shows Number of Low-Income Audits Could Triple as IRS Grows. And as more people are able to read the 755-page document, we're learning more of the serious concerns about this legislation. I have several links in the show notes where you can learn more. During this pre-recorded interview, both Pastor David and I talked about the many world leaders who are resigning and some being forced to leave their positions and how this may appear to some people that the one world government is advancing. But as I promoted in an earlier podcast, this is not the case. The one world government is not advancing and the many prophecies from God are announcing that God is actually removing people from office. 
On August 18th, through Julie Green, God reassured us that he is removing wicked leaders from various governments worldwide, and for us to expect God will rebuild our national governments and our leadership in the days ahead. You'll want to hear the prophetic word through Julie titled, Your Enemy's Plans Are Denied. So use the link in the show notes. And the very next day, the 19th, through Julie Green, God made clear the leadership of Canada is in for significant change, including the removal of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. This is entirely consistent with the military intel Pastor David Scarlett shares today. God also revealed that arrests are being made in these present days and that we are intentionally not being told about these arrests. The reason that these arrests are not publicly known is to protect the ability for the hard evidence to indict the top elite and their inner circles. God also revealed we will learn of what's reported as suspicious deaths of corrupt leaders, expressing they are not accidental, rather he is removing them. This prophecy is titled, Arrests Are Being Made, and it offers a whole lot more encouragement about God interfering with Obama's next signal to advance their plans and how God will prevent their plans from happening, along with other covert operations. God said, as we see these otherwise confusing events taking place, to keep our eyes on him, because he is working in our best interest. Now, here's my interview with Pastor David Scarlett. You know, you're talking about money, and of course what we're seeing with this effort for a one-world government is all about greed all about money, all about power and control. And I recently read, and this gets back to the the financial changes that we can expect in the future, or actually, I guess, starting even now. But I recently read where the IRS has stockpiled more than 5 million rounds of ammunition. Mm -hmm. Why would the IRS have to do that? So that one day they come knocking on your door to see something. What would they seize? And they say, oh, that would never happen in America, except it did. They came after our gold, World War I time frame. Yes, they paid, but they paid less on less than what it was worth. Um, but there's no other logical reason for the IRS to have that much ammo unless they were going to forcibly seize something. Now, shouldn't that in and of itself be an awakening for people? Because at the same time, they're trying to seize our guns. At the same time, they're trying to take away our guns as citizens. They are amping up with their own ammunition. How would you address that? Yeah, absolutely. And you take it a step further. Look at this bill that they're trying to get through the Senate right now. How much IRA, how many IRS agents that's going to add? And that's talking about people upwards of only $200,000 a year. Um, that means more audits. What was it 98,000 more IRS agents uh, and armed? <laughs> that's not a good thing. All the more reason that we need to help people understand why we have the Second Amendment. That's right. Why it's so important for citizens to have the right to bear arms. You know, this reminds me years and years ago when I first became aware of revisionist history as it was being taught in our public school systems. And then now fast forward to today where we have critical race theory. There are generations of people, Pastor Dave, who really don't understand the heritage and the, the founding of our nation and why these freedoms are so important, why the Constitution was written. And I know these things are important. They're important to all of us, whether we realize it or not. And I would ask you, where would you refer any listeners that need to get the truth about the founding of America? Where would you refer them to begin to learn? Well, if you want to know about the Constitution, Hillsdale College has a lot of uh, a lot of free curriculum to learn about the Constitution. You know, we've been misled by 
the fake news. Uh, and I, you still hear Joe Biden saying this all the time. Why, why do you need uh, AR-15 to go hunting? The Second Amendment has nothing to do with hunting. It has never had anything to do with hunting. It's about uh, protecting ourselves to be the, the largest militia from enemies foreign and domestic. That means our forefathers knew that there would be a time that we would be attacked internally by our own government and we had to be we have to protect ourselves. Absolutely. And uh, if you even go back to how we were founded by the breakaway from the British government and all of that, the right to bear arms is so critical. So we've talked about how we've got the three areas. We've got finances, the military and our government that are seriously undergoing a regime change right now. God is doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I recently posted a podcast to try to reassure people that all these people who are leaving their positions of leadership in all the different countries around the world is not evidence that the one world government is advancing. It's evidence of God intervening on our behalf. Exactly. Please, please expand on that. Yeah. God is doing a counter boomerang on this one world government because you see the house of cards of these leaders falling left and right. I mean, leaders that were and are a part of the World Economic Forum. Uh, you're going to see more. You're going to see Trudeau go. You're going to see uh, Macron leave very soon. I know that's been prophesized by, uh, I don't know who, but a couple of the different prophets. But I know Intel sources that say, watch those because they're go- they're, they're not, their time is done. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to see more countries the same way. Italy, uh, there's, there's some really damaging information that is about ready to come out out of Italy that has to do with how Italy was uh, involved in the stealing of, of the 2020 election. Yes, I understand that too. And while we will see people resign in an attempt to save themselves, uh, they're not going to be escaping their accountability. God sees it all. Yes. So with that in mind, knowing that there's going to be some regime changes all over, and we have to trust God. God's saying it's going to be his plan. and the, the enemy does not win. He never wins. He never will win. But I did hear a very interesting scenario, potential scenario, recently. And it was actually tailored after what President Nixon did by putting Ford in office as president. And what Ford did thereafter, and the, the consideration was that someone could approach Harris and let her know that she's really needed in this other area to get her to voluntarily resign as vice president. And then Biden could appoint the vice president. Mm-hmm. And speculation is that he would potentially appoint Gavin Newsom. And then Biden resigns, which puts Newsom in position of president. Right. And, and then Newsom is able to, to appoint whom he would want as vice president. Speculation would be uh, Abrams. What's the first name? Stacy. Stacy. Stacy Abrams. And then Gavin Newsom, as president, could pardon Biden. (laughs) It's not unheard of. All of this would take place without an election. Constitutionally, that can't happen. Matter of fact, General Valley spoke openly about that on his glory not more than two weeks ago when Newsom was uh, at the White House while Joe Biden was uh, in Israel. From his sources, he said that part of what you just said was exactly what they they were trying to do. I don't see Biden uh, being in office uh, for the uh, days, if not weeks, that's it. He will not make it to the midterm. You know, Pastor Dave, you have a, a background, uh, actually a lineage in the, in the Jewish faith, the Jewish heritage, and you, you spoke about the billion soul harvest. I totally agree with you that this is what God is setting the stage to take place. Mm-hmm. And that means that instead of us as his people being fearful and 
dreading what's coming forward, that we need to take our marching orders, take our confidence from what God does reveal through his prophets, that he's not revealing these things to make us fearful, but to make sure that we're not caught unaware. And all of this is leading up to restoration of our nations for freedoms and for God's kingdom will to be seen done on earth as it is in heaven. Correct. And that means each of us as part of the body of Christ has a role to play in God's plan. And I have seen that this billion soul harvest, as glorious and wonderful as that is, as we anticipate, is also potentially a huge burden on the church because the ecclesia is not prepared to welcome all sorts of people from all walks of life into their church building, their sanitary church building. I mean, some people are going to come in who are smelly. Some are still going to be strung out on drugs. There's going to be all sorts of cultures and mannerisms and behaviors that are contrary to the quote-unquote church culture, and the ecclesia has to be prepared to be a hospital. Mm -hmm. this, is what, this is why I wrote my last book, especially in my Faith to Live By series, which is Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. You are in a position of a, a better overview than even most pastors, because most pastors are so busy with what they're doing with their own congregation, looking within the four walls of their own existence. But I'm asking you to right now, pastor to pastor, would you speak to those in positions of Christian leadership? Well, that's why the Lord is dealing with the church right now. He's cleansing out his bride. He's looking for the true remnant. Uh, there, there's so much... Uh, so much abuse has happened in the church. It's not just the Catholic church. There's going to be a huge scandal come out of the Vatican uh, eminently. Um, so, but it's, it's across all denominations and, and mega churches. He's cleaning out uh, the, the evil that was done in the church. Some of it just pure evil. Some of it just conforming and not having a backbone and standing up for the true gospel. Some of it is, uh, you know, prosperity gospel, which is just absolutely nonsense. Uh, but what he's doing, he's looking for a pure bride to prepare for this. I remember, again, I'm a former Marine and came from the corporate world. I remember when he said he wanted me to be a pastor. I'm like, I, I don't know anything about this pastor stuff. You want me to? Do you want me to get a building? And I remember he said to me, clear as a bell, and it was in a, in a really stern voice, forceful voice. He says, mm. "No, my son, uh, there are plenty of empty buildings." He says, "My church is." mobile it's 24 7 it is everywhere we are a mobile church so we've we've tried to lock the church into the four walls of a building we are not a building we are one ecclesia and we're mobile and we have to be prepared like you said uh you know christianity is a, a hospital for sinners not a museum for saints and we have to be prepared to bring these people in with love and because they're going to come from all tribes tongues nations walks of life uh dirty clean what have you, and we need to be prepared to bring them in with love. It's all about love. Well, you said it, I think you mentioned it, that uh, judgment begins with the house of the Lord. Yep. And of course it does, because how can, how can the Lord judge the world and overlook the sin in the church? It's got to start with the church, and that's what we're seeing right now. And I have heard, without using any names, I have heard of some very well-known, I would say high-level, Christian leadership, at least they've had those positions of Christian leadership for quite some time, who are being brought low. And that's going to be another area of cognitive dissonance for people. How would you address that, Pastor, as we see these things taking place before our very eyes? Yeah, the names of the, of the, of the individuals you're going to hear will drop people's jaws. Um, the, the, some of them have already come forward. I'm not going to name names because that's up to God. But a lot of these names you already have heard fallen from 
from grace, so to speak, in, in, in their particular church resigned or forced out or sexual scandal or financial scandal. But there are some huge, huge names that a lot of people follow that is going to come crashing down. And the, the message to the people is you don't put your hope in a man or a woman or a pope. It's in the living Christ. You don't trust what I'm saying because I'm a pastor. You trust what the word of God says. We are just to be called messengers. That's it. We're servants for his purpose and his glory. And and they and you get too caught up. They get too caught up in the rock star. And oh, my pastor is so great. I got to hear this guy. And you, I want to hear this book or that book or that book. And I remember one of my mentors says, don't listen, don't, don't read these people's book when you have the greatest book ever written and every answer right here. Read the Bible. Well, as the individuals in the church, you know, we've been sold a bill of goods. We've been told that there's a separation of church and state. We've been told that the church and Christians don't belong active in government or politics. In fact, I had a person from my own home church when I first started my podcast ask me if I would always be talking about politics and government. And I said, yes, because the nations are Christ's inheritance. And it's our job as the ecclesia to be the governing influence to restrain evil by the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through us. And I know that God is opening the door for that to happen, which means each and every individual listening to this podcast right now is being personally called by Almighty God. And as a pastor, knowing that we each do have a created purpose, and many of us have been asleep, many of us have been uh, content, uh, what would you say right now, because I think we're we're being faced with the greatest opportunity of our lifetimes. Those of us who are alive on planet Earth today are being given the greatest opportunity before our God. And I would like you to speak to that. Yeah, it is truly the greatest time in the history of the world to be alive. Only if you take advantage of what the Lord is is allowing us to do. You You have to reach him with your heart. It's also going to be the greatest disappointment in the history of the world, too, for those who do not do what the Lord wants them to do. You know, that's why they don't teach us our, our true history anymore. How was this country founded? It was the Black Robe Regiment. They had a Bible in one hand and pastors had a Bible in one hand and a musket in the other hand. So this nonsense about, you know, separating church and state, that is not what the Constitution ever meant. It meant we are not going to take the clergy and put them on the payroll of the king and make the king tell them exactly what they say instead of the Bible. It's actually the opposite of what... It's the opposite. And, and it was by design. It was the enemy working through yeah. the government, the government again trying to get control to the point of displacing God and overcoming Christians. We're the biggest threat to this one world government. You know, right. God, even, they, even though they say they don't believe in God, <laughs> the church is the biggest threat. Now that's an oxymoron right there. But... Pastor Dave, in closing, I want you to give some last words of hope and direction to my listeners. And then I want to ask you one last question before we conclude. The hope is Christ is the hope. The battle's already won. He, he, won, he won victory on Calvary. Satan lost. So this is not whether who wins or somebody loses. Uh, Christ has already won. And if we are called to be have Christ in our heart, we have taken that victory. Remember what Christ told us is against the prosperity gospel. It, he said, the world hated me before it hated you, and it will surely hate you, hate you but I overcame the world. To, so to think that the apostles and the disciples and the, and the apostle Paul, they went to prison ministry. They, they, they went through times and troubles in wilderness and, and put their lives on 10 out of the 10 out of 11 disciples were martyred in the name of Christ. 
Who are we in the church to think that we're just going to have everything just handed to us in kumbaya? That's not living for Christ. Uh, that's giving a, a gift that is not of Christ. The true value is during those hard times and during those wilderness times that the Bible tells us will come because they've happened to everyone in the in the scripture. And it's going to make us sharper. Are we going to be a part of that? And uh, we need to be a part of that. This is the time in history that we need to uh, embrace what the Lord wants us to do. It's the greatest uh, time in, in the world to be alive. And for us, of all people, of all the prophets and his disciples, we are the chosen, the least likely to be at this time. And I, I, I believe there's many reasons for that. But one of the reasons is he's picking the least likely, just like he does in the Bible, the least likely people to come in and lead uh, lead his, 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 his sheep because the leadership that was in charge fell asleep at the wheel. Absolutely. And I appreciate you, your entire ministry, your entire ministry team. You've been at this for a while. And as you've shared, you've gone out on a limb more than once to expand what you're able to do for God's kingdom, for his glory and the benefit of many. I, in my own small way, am doing what I can. And I consider myself to be among the least likely, that's for certain. But at the same time, what you've done with your your video, your movie, Capital Punishment, is to help awaken people. I want you to address that a little bit more, please, so that people can know when they can see and how they can see Capital Punishment and how they need to share it so that more people are made aware of the truth. Yeah, this this is not about money. This is this is about getting the truth out. That's the, the only reason I, I did this. Uh, everybody turned this movie down, uh, but the Lord told me, you need to invest in this, my son. Uh, the truth needs to get out, and um, the capital punishment is really going to take off this movie. You can get it at www.hisglory.tv, but it's going to show you that everything they told you about January 6th was a lie. It was a counter-narrative uh, to stop President Trump and to stop President Trump from ever taking office again. It's going to boomerang back on him. It is already boomeranging back on him. And the more people that buy this and share this with people, the, their eyes and hearts are going to be open. You look at my dear friend, Dr. Simone Gold. Yes. She just walked into a bill into the Capitol building where they opened right. it. And she gets 60 days in federal prison. Just this week, I believe she reported to prison. Just this week. And we prayed over her in, uh, in Virginia beach before she went. And, um, it's it's this is the America that we live in today. And if we do not take a stand and get get people to watch this movie, I just gave it to Roger Stone and Roger Stone. And I mentioned earlier, Roger Stone and General Flynn are being attacked by the January 6th committee as we speak because they're so fearful of the truth getting out. And guess what? The truth is going to get out. And the more people that get the truth out, we the people are going to win through Jesus Christ. I just had General McInerney on today. And this is so amazing how the transformation of the all these generals that come on his glory. When this process first started, they're generals. So they, they have the general mentality. They're like, yes, the military, 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 military. We, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. But now every single one of the generals that I'm really close with always say, the only way out of this is through the dear Lord and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we, the people, taking a stand for this Absolutely. nation. Absolutely. That's something we need to understand. Just because God is sovereign over all does not make him responsible for all. He has given each one of us a will, and we have an opportunity to partner with him or not. And if we choose not to partner with him, then we are by default partnering with the evil one. You know, the truth about January 6th and all the effort behind that, and as you so clearly pointed out, it was really to circumvent President Trump from having any more influence in the world. Um, it's pivotal. 
The truth coming out about January 6th is pivotal to our new government, which we all want, a new government that's righteous. It's pivotal to, pivotal to our new military, which we all want, a military that's in favor of law and order. And it's also pivotal to us getting our finances in order around the world. And so this fiat money, this, this pre-printed money that is becoming meaningless and making America less and less powerful in the nations. So I want to thank you what you and the team have done in putting out this movie, Capital Punishment. Once again, how can people get it? It's not going to be in theaters, right? Oh, no. Well, it will be eventually because the whole house of cards is going to come down. And this is going to be probably one of the biggest movies ever once God, God opens up the Red Sea on this. But you can get this at www.hisglory.tv. It's the most censored movie in the history of any movie. Uh, this has been directed by Chris Burgard, a personal friend and actor, producer, Nick, uh, Nick Searcy. Again, three American generals tell you exactly what happened in the elections. Uh, General Flynn, General McInerney and General Boykin all speak in this. Dr. Simone Gold is in this. Ashley Babbitt's uh, husband, actual footage of what really happened with Ashley Babbitt. Um, when uh, Chris Burgard and Nick Searcy and I were talking about when we were going to release this, the FBI were tapping our, our phones. We could hear the click. And they literally had an FBI helicopter hovering over the studio just to try to intimidate me uh, when we were speaking about a launch date. So they don't want this out. Well, Christianity's not for wimps, is it, Pastor? <laughs> no, I, I think I had more death threats, actually more attempts. I've been three times they've tried to take me out as a pastor, and uh, I was never tried to be taken out as a Marine. Wow. Well, I want to thank you again. I want to reserve the right, if you'll let me, to have you back on. I just love the way you help us bridge the prophetic with the reality and then also back to our spiritual response as God people. That's what my program is all about, is to help people understand what's really going on in the world from the kingdom perspective so that we can respond as God's people and see his will done on earth as it is in heaven. So can I have you back? Oh, I love it. Yes. All right. Thanks again, and I'll look forward to talking to you soon. All right. God bless you. Go to Shalom. I love how, as we search current events with those in the know, such as Pastor David Scarlett, in light of the Bible and what God says through his prophets, we can find complete encouragement, regardless of how dark the world seems. The whole purpose of prophecy is for God's people to get a, a now word, to allay our fears and redirect our focus on God to trust Him in every way. Johnny Inlow was a recent guest on Elijah Streams, and he discussed the Inflation Reduction Act and the prospect of 87,000 additional IRS agents being added, and he strongly encouraged us as Christians to apply for those jobs. You know, this is an opportunity for us to correct the problems we've created. By our not being engaged in the culture on all of the seven mountains of society, a lot of what's happened today is because of our lack of involvement. So I actually like his idea of Christians applying for those jobs. In addition to being engaged in the culture, we have to be ready for the greatest influx of people to God's kingdom ever. You know, over many years through many prophets, God has revealed we can expect a billion soul harvest. You know, I've been concerned about the church not being prepared for such an influx of people, which was the motivation for me writing my most recent book, Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. I really would like to have this book in the hands of as many church leaders as possible. So I have it available at my web store with a promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and that will provide you a 20% discount. I hope you'll get one for yourself and one for your church leadership. 
You know, we also need to do as much as we can to get the word out about Pastor Dave's movie, Capital Punishment, and share it with as many people as possible. Remember, three American generals, General McInerney, General Flynn, and General Boykin, along with Dr. Simone Gold and Ashley Babbitt's husband and others, all share the truth about what really happened on January 6th and the plot to control our elections. So the link for you to get that is in the show notes. Again, it's hisglory.tv. As world events escalate, the frequency of prophecies from God are greatly increasing. And this is God's grace and preparation for us, his people. You know, God has told us we should expect things to appear as though nothing is being done, that evil is not being defeated. But by faith in what God says, we are to remain strong, calm, and confident God always wins. Next week, we'll continue with the encouragement God gives us through his proven prophets, and I'm really excited to share that Prophet Amanda Grace will be my guest. So make it a plan now that you'll join me next week when we hear from Amanda Grace. I truly hope you're benefiting from my devotion to you each and every week with this podcast, and I hope you'll help me continue to bring truth from a biblical and prophetic perspective. You know, mainstream media has proven to be in partnership with the evildoers, so we need this podcast to continue. I'd greatly appreciate your prayers and any financial support you can provide. Donations are appreciated, but they're not tax deductible. So any donation of $25 or more, I want to thank you by sending you a copy of one of my books or five of the Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. You can see all of my products on my web store and make your selections and then purchase and or donate from the checkout page. I've also been researching to identify affiliate sponsors whose products or services I can recommend. And of course, you always need to do your own due diligence, but I'll be doing my best to vet companies for you to consider. So before you visit any of the websites of any one of my affiliate sponsors, take a minute to listen to my interviews with them to help you learn more. There's a link to the interviews in the show notes. And let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you're doing now in response to the equipping you receive through me. My email address is faith to live by at PamelaChristianMinistries.com. Depending upon where you listen to this podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel, and it helps people know how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.